welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Gwen Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. And no matter the negative circumstances and conditions in this world, remember, we all have within our God-given power to turn those negatives into positives for everyone. But hate, discord, and destruction won't solve it. Belittling and tearing down of any of God's children won't solve it. Separation, division, and the withholding of the necessary provisions from any of life will not solve it. And we know this, for we have all seen and have learned from the past that our man-made laws and solutions, even those well-intended ones, never last. For mankind repeats over and over the same cycles of darkness, corruption, and destruction that afflicted the generations past. Why? Because the permanent solution so necessary for mankind's survival will not come from the outer world but starts from within each and every individual. That permanent solution, y'all, is love. And love is power. Whether some believe it or not, I cannot stress it enough. When we start from a place of love, when we move in love in all that we do, when we respect one another and all God's creation with the love that was intended, only then will we begin to see positive and permanent changes in ourselves, in the nation, and in our world. Yet, some won't believe it until they see it, but they won't see it until they be it. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. Shout it aloud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out, they seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife, and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter, when you see the naked, to clothe them, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? 
then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear, then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer, you will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always, He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land, and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations, you will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah 58 Isis Unveiled, Chapter 14 Now it is easy to see that the excavators of Alora, the builders of the old pagodas, the architects of Copan and of the ruins of Central America, those of Nakhon Wat, and those of the Egyptian remains were, if not of the same race, at least of the same religion, the one taught in the oldest mysteries. Besides, the figures of the walls of Angkor are purely archaic and have nothing to do with the images and idols of Buddha, who may be of a far later origin. What gives a peculiar interest to this section, says Dr. Bastian, is the fact that the artist has represented the different nationalities in all their distinctive characteristic features, from the flat-nosed savage in the tasseled garb of the Pham and the short-haired Lao, to the straight-nosed Rajaput, with sword and shield, and the bearded Moor, giving a catalogue of nationalities, like another column of Trajan, in the predominant physical conformation of each race. On the whole, there is such a prevalence of Hellenic caste in features and profiles, as well as in the elegant attitude of the horseman, that one might suppose Anacrates of old, after finishing his labors in Bombay, had made an excursion to the east. Therefore, if we allow the tribes of Israel to have had a hand in the building of Nakhon Wat, it cannot be as the tribes numbered and sent from the wilderness of Paran in search of the land of Canaan, but as their earlier ancestors, which amounts to the rejection of such tribes, as the casting of a reflection of the Mosaic revelation. And where is the outside historical evidence that such tribes were ever heard of at all, before the compilation of the Old Testament by Ezra? There are such archaeologists who strongly regard the twelve tribes as utterly mythical, for there never was a tribe of Simeon, and that of Levi was a caste. There still remains the same problem to solve, whether the Judeans had ever been in Palestine before Cyrus. From the sons of Jacob, who had all married Canaanites, except Joseph, whose wife was the daughter of an Egyptian priest of the sun, down to the legendary Book of Judges there was an acknowledged general intermarrying between the said tribes and the idolatrous races. And the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, Hittites and Amorites and Perizzites and Hivites and Jebusites, and they took their daughters to be their wives, and gave their daughters to their sons, and served their gods, says the third chapter of Judges, and the children of Israel forgot their god and served Balaam, and the groves. This Baal was Malak, MLCH Carta or Hercules. 
He was worshipped wherever the Phoenicians went. How could the Israelites possibly keep together as tribes, while, on the authority of the Bible itself, whole populations were from year to year uprooted violently by Assyrian and other conquerors? So was Israel carried away out of their own land to Assyria unto this day? And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon, and from Kutha, and from Ava, and from Hamath, and from Sepharvim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. 2 Kings, 17, 23, 24. H. P. Blavatsky. If the language of Palestine became in time Semitic, it is because of Assyrian influence, for Phoenicia had become a dependency as early as the days of Hiram, and the Phoenicians evidently changed their language from Hamitic to Semitic. Assyria was the land of Nimrod, from Nimrod, spotted, and Nimrod was Bacchus, with his spotted leopard skin. This leopard skin is a sacred appendage of the mysteries, it was used in the Eleusinian as well as in the Egyptian mysteries, it is found sculptured on the basso relievos of Central American ruins, covering the backs of the sacrificers, it is mentioned in the earliest speculations of the Brahmins on the meaning of their sacrificial prayers, the Atareya Brahmanam. It is used in the Agnishtoma, the initiation rites of the Soma mystery. When the neophyte is to be born again, he is covered with a leopard skin, out of which he emerges as from his mother's womb. The Kaberi were also Assyrian gods. They had different names, in the common language they were known as Jupiter and Bacchus, and sometimes as Achiasursus, Ascheros, Achiasursa and Cadmillus, and even the true number of these deities was uncertain with the people. They had other names in the sacred language, known but to the hierophants and priests, and it was not lawful to mention them. How is it then that we find them reproduced in their Samothracian postures on the walls of Nakhonwet? How is it again that we find them pronounced, albeit slightly disfigured, as known in that same sacred language, by the populations of Siam, Tibet, and India? H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 We have guarded your life streams, beloved ones, in every embodiment you have ever had. You've had sometimes hundreds, and sometimes thousands of embodiments, and we have come and enfolded your life stream hundreds and thousands of times, in order to make you aware of all that the sacred firepower and love of life is in the universe, and that you can use, and that you must use in this world to produce the manifestation of the perfection that is the divine plan fulfilled, because perfection is the destiny of life, and is the only thing mankind should ever have experienced. There are limitless legions of the angels of that perfection of that sacred fire. There are limitless worlds and systems of worlds that have never had any discord on them. Every part of manifestation doesn't have to go through the discord and the filth and the destruction that this world has experienced in order to fulfill the great infinite plan in the scheme of creation. I want you to understand what the sacred fire is, and if you'll experiment with this, the sevenfold flame of the seven mighty Elohim will teach you, and you will become that fulfillment of that divine plan. You will become the victory of the sacred fire's almighty control of all manifestation in existence, and it seems to me, that is a very much more comfortable way to live in your present existence. We don't suffer. We don't have limitation. We never lack for any good thing. We're afraid of nothing. Nothing can make us fear. Nothing can undo anything we do. So, wouldn't you like our mastery? I think so. Applause. Thank you so much.
Beloved Elohim Hercules. There is only one thing that is master of everything in manifestation, from the great central sun to everything in existence in this world or any other, and it is the great central sun's heart flame. It is the sevenfold flame of the seven mighty Elohim, and if you want our presence with you, we will be with you. And anytime you open the door, our flame will come, but there has to come conscious awareness, understanding, recognition, and use of our sacred fire love inside of yourself, to protect and expand your own heart's flame, and then to clear the way, so your own blessed mighty I am presence and higher mental body can pour its own sacred fire through you, reveal its perfection, fulfill the divine plan, produce constructive activity in the outer world, and give that perfection to the world around you, like the sun gives light to the earth. There isn't anything in this world or any other as a way and means of producing manifestation and controlling it, and raising all life into greater and greater perfection, except by this conscious recognition of the sacred fire which I am. That is why the blessed mighty Saint Germain brought forth this knowledge of the mighty I am presence, because when the desire within you says, I am that I am, and you acknowledge that that is the eternal you, that is your eternal identity, that is the master presence of all infinite space and all manifestation forever, then you give us the opening. And then when you say, I am the sevenfold flame of the seven mighty Elohim's love and outer physical use in everything I do, and wherever I am, it lights my way, perfects all things. And wherever I go, I am victory. I am protecting perfection. I am the purifying love and peace that is the divine plan, and the divine plan's fulfillment of the ascension of every particle of life in this world or any other, the rest of eternity. When people don't want that, they don't know what they want or don't want. When people don't want the perfection of love and peace and eternal protection and mastery, then the sinister force has only one answer, and people can take it or leave it. We have consumed and consumed and consumed mankind's frightful filth and misuse of life's energy and consciousness, age after age after age in this world, and people should be taught a better way to live life and to chase their own desires that don't do anything but destroy them. If you let the desire and the unfed flame in your heart reach up and love the sevenfold flame of the seven mighty Elohim and reach up again and love the mighty I am presence and the ascended host, reach up again and enfold the ascended masters and cosmic beings in the love from your own heart's flame, you will find there will come back into you our sacred fire love, and that of your higher mental body and electronic presence of life, that is invincible and is eternal mastery. So blessed ones, you can shock mankind awake by the use of this sacred fire love from the heart flame of the seven mighty Elohim of creation, and mankind needs to be shocked awake in order to take it out of the clutches of the destruction of its own human creation. When people don't want greater perfection and don't want the rest of life to be free from suffering, then it is time that the individual be shocked awake by some manifestations of the sacred fire that nobody is going to oppose. Beloved Elohim Hercules. Music